Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. out of your parents' house can be stressful and taxing, but most importantly, it's fun. You can decorate how you want, and honestly, the most fun I've ever had was in a rundown apartment with a bunch of feral women. So kick back and relax on the lawn chairs in your own apartment and listen to How to Move Out of Your Parents' Home on this week's episode of The Brighter Side. Yo! Get out. Get out of the house. Get the fuck out. 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 Get Go. out, Joe. House. Get out. Get out the house. Get out now. Mommy don't do good. Daddy don't suck. <laughs> Daddy don't suck. Or Daddy do suck. Daddy do suck. Daddy, I'm sorry about that. Let me try that again. Mama don't. Mama ain't cool. Daddy do suck. There we go. All there right. we go. Thank you, Ed. Thank no you for problem. your rap. I'm working on it. And see, when you go and live, you know, out of your parents' home, you can rap all you want. All you want. And then I have to stress before we get the show started, please stay tuned to the very, very end when <laughs> I will be playing my number one new single. Number one in my heart. It's called ham. It's actually called liver and onions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it to the tune of green onions? Uh, no, no, no. Mm. You know that song. How Booker does it go? T and the MGs. Da, 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 da. How's it go? Yeah, something like that. Da, 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 da. No, that's the that's the other. Hey, thing. it's hard to think of songs when yeah, we're right trying to be funny. Front. Yeah, no, my brain is in a different direction. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're talking about moving out of your parents' home today, and I think it's a good idea. But um, some people got to stick around, and I get that too. Maybe someone's sick in your family. You got to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's hard on the parents. Right. But you know what? Your children live in a house of tomorrow that you may never enter. Amen. Amen. That is in a book. A guy, Salman, not Salman Rushdie. He was, oh, he has a hit out on him. Well, he, well, he they, they almost got him. Really? Yeah, but he's doing, you don't remember? He was stabbed a bunch in the street like two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe it was three. But yeah, he's uh, he's back on, he's not, I don't think back on top, but he's, uh, he's, top. He's, he's making speeches again. He lived, he got stabbed like nine times. Wow. Right in the middle of New York City. <gasps> yeah, like right after they lifted the hit, he got stabbed. Someone came and got him after they lifted the hit. So, oh. he, so he didn't even get paid. Salmon Did it for free. He did it for free? <laughs> That's when you know you made it. When someone wants to kill you for free. <laughs> oh, I think it's important to move out of your parents' home. I remember um, I, when I moved out of my parents' home, I went to Tallahassee and then New York. And I was in New York again last week for the first time in a year. You had a bagel, you said, right? I had one bagel. Wow. So I'm trying to behave myself food-wise these days. and uh, But it was so good. Would it have locks? Shout out to, of course it had locks. If I'm going to have one bagel, it's going to have locks on it. <laughs> uh, shout out to Tall's Bagels okay. in, uh, upper, on the Upper East Side. I enjoyed the shit out of you. Fresh out the oven. Ooh. Didn't need to toast it. Didn't your mom make you like a $20 bagel or something growing up? Oh, yeah. I almost got, I almost repeated it. Yeah, it was, yeah, my mom, we used to do these things We for the um, for the Dolphins games. My dad would call them Jew hoagies and he's Jewish. So okay, okay, good. Um, but we would, um, we would get bagels and then we would get lox, whitefish, onions, lettuce, tomato, yeah. capers, and sturgeon. And then I would put it all on one bagel, and then I think he even threw some cheese on there because I was an idiot. Whoa! But you know, I would I would do it again without the cheese. But yeah, I remember one time I went out and ordered the bagel in the real world by myself, and they were like, "That's twenty five dollars," and I was like, "Well, I will not be eating this bagel, and I'll see you later." You turn around and walked out. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah what no. they do? Just throw it in the trash? I guess so. Poor Einstein's. You know what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Like they can't. 
put a gun to your head and make you pay them. That's right. That's right. You just leave. You That's can just leave. You can just leave, but you can't. You don't get the bagel. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of moments when I was like, "Oh, I can't do that," and I just got up and left. Oh yeah, so many times when you're. This happens like right when you first move out and you're broke, you're poor. Yeah, and you're poor, and you're like, "Oh, you're like you try to go do something you used to do, like when you had free rent, and you're, and you're like, oh, that that's how much? What? Interesting. Interesting. I guess I gotta go. <laughs> I remember being shocked at how much toilet paper cost because when I first moved out, I lived in the dorms, and yeah. they take care of that but then like when i went on my own like say you know senior year of college i was just like excuse me how much for Sherman? yeah no we um we we had a good little uh toilet paper scam that we used to do because it was back in the day when we, everyone was still wearing those real baggy jeans like junkos and like fubus and stuff i love those jeans they're great they're so comfortable but uh so what we would do is we would roll up to the uh waffle house like once a week and then we'd go in the bathroom and we'd just take all the toilet paper and shove it in our pant legs and then Tuck the bottom of our pant leg into our shoe and, you know, toilet paper for a little while. That's very early 2000s Florida coded. That is, yeah. That yeah. Is, it, it was the year 2000. <laughs> right. Yes. And it's at a Waffle House. So somebody just ate their brains out with like, you know, smuttered cavern We'd always onions. leave some toilet paper okay. behind. You know, we weren't animals. I'm picturing one poor soul that's like, I gotta go. Yeah, a couple sheets, you know, a couple squares. <laughs> always leave those behind. You know, I love a good Waffle House. I went, I went to Waffle House for the first time. Couple like a month ago, it was great. I got food poisoning at a Waffle House, and I went back a week later. Yeah, that's how good it is. Yeah, you gotta stay strong. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It makes me big and strong. Get your food poisonings in and out. See ya. But yeah, New York was so cool. The um, they had the the marathon. That was nice. Everyone was so busy. Two times in under a week. The day before I left LA, and then right when I was in New York, somebody hit my Uber. Oh. Two separate times, somebody crashed into my Uber before I got in it. Both times. I hate that. Two, it's crazy. It must be happening all the time if it happened to me two times in a week. In New York? Once in New York, once in L.A. That's so scary because driving freaks me out, especially on the highway. And people go so fast and they think like life won't end for them. Yeah. No, you got to so, uh, drive slow. Everybody pay attention and have some patience. Yeah, there's no need. Show yeah. up 10 minutes late. I yelled at the first person. I was just screaming at them. I couldn't believe because they just sideswiped. They had a giant tr pickup truck on my little ass street. And then my guy pulled over to pick me up. And the person drove through and sideswiped them with their giant truck. Fuck them. And I'm just like, could you wait 20 seconds? Now you got to sit here for an hour and a half when the cops come. I witnessed it. You did it. I was like, if you would have waited 20 seconds, they're like, dude, they were just stuck in this. They were stopped in the middle of the road. I was like, yeah, and you wait. You fucking wait till I'm in the car and we pull off. And I got my seatbelt on. What's wrong with you people? Wow. I feel like everybody kind of becomes a bigot behind the wheel. Like yeah. when someone's being an awful driver and you pass them and you just sort of want to look and see who they are. So you stigmatize that whole group of people. Oh, man. I, oh, I, I've been, I'm getting closer to getting my license back, by the way. Good I know this you. isn't on topic, but, you know, whatever. I guess it's growing it up. It's growing up. Yeah, no, I, I just I paid off New York. So I, I owed New York uh, so much money in backdated tickets. I still got to call them and like get them to like say it's okay for me to get a license again. But man, I mean, so much money, $2,500. Hey. Yeah, I owed them so much. Fuck it. They made me pay $750 just for the right to pay the other tickets. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. They just making shit up. Oh, yeah. And I got nothing to say. I mean, one of them was from 2007. You know, he was like, come on. I feel like if you leave New York and you served your time, if I would have went, it's done. if I would have hit someone in the face with a hammer in New York City, it would have forgiven it. But no, it was a, it was a speeding ticket. Boo, so. boo. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like you know, speaking of adulthood, I, the world is kind of like I don't understand it, mm -hmm. and I think things are kind of collapsing around us. Like yeah. the, we're supposed to have a refrigerator delivered. He comes at seven a.m. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Everyone's asleep, and then I'm trying to like I call Home Depot. And they hung up on me. They were like, Do you have their, like, Do you have I hate Home Depot. I hate them. I like, I'm a Lowe's boy. Or I like Anna Walt Lumber. I like try to go to, I mean, when you're buying appliances, you don't have much of a choice. You know, you got to go to one or the other or, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I try to go to Anna Walt Lumber or, you know, somewhere a little more local or a hardware store. Give them my support. Yeah. Because go fuck a Home Depot. I don't like them. Speaking of appliances, when you move out on your own, 
You don't need all the appliances. You gotta you gotta get to the, the basic shits. Yeah, just basic. Go Most to- places have a microwave. You know, yeah. most places come with a microwave. You know, but if you want a toaster oven, you have to steal it from your parents. I actually have that on my notes here. That it's like when you move out, take as much as you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go in the garage when you get that extra fan. You're gonna need it, especially if you're moving into an old ass place without air conditioning. Yeah. You know, you're gonna need this stuff. You know, so it, you, you go grab the couple things you need, and then you, you you start packing like a rat, and you get out of there. Absolutely. So what's going on? Can can we talk about your refrigerator for two seconds? Sure. Because I feel like this is you know pertinent to the conversation. It's just. Did you have to buy it? No, the landlord did it. Oh, nice. Because it was already there when we were there. Um, so some places the landlord will make you do it. But yeah. In L.A., it's a weird thing. You guys start showing up places, and some places don't have a refrigerator. Yeah, like I have to carry a refrigerator with me like I like a on my back or something yeah, where I, I go. I don't get it. The first two places I had didn't have a refrigerator, so I bought a refrigerator. And then when I moved to the third place, they had a refrigerator, so I just had to throw mine in the trash. It's not practical. I don't like this. I, I tried like to sell it. Up. No one came and buy it. I had to move. There was nothing I could do. It just sat on the curb. And you know what happened? You know, you know about you when you throw out a refrigerator. Kids play hide and go seek and die. You got to take the doors off because kids can't. Once you get in the fridge, you can't get out. You can't like you can't push it from the inside. Oh, so your that's food how the can't kid, escape. That's how the kid. Yes, because I got so many live food items. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we know tomatoes; they come alive. <laughs> Attack of the Killer Try Tomatoes. To escape, yeah. You ever see that? No. Nope. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I should. This oh, sounds really funny. Oh, that's a really good one. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, my grandma used to make me watch that she, when I was way too young. But, you know, it was still, it was funny enough where I was survived. Okay. Um, I just couldn't believe Home Depot was like, what's your order number? And I gave it to them. They're like, no. And I was like, that's the order number. It's the phone number and the order number. And they're like, no. And I was like, here's the name. And they're like, she just was like, call back. And she just kind of hung up. God damn it, man. They, but, you know, that's the thing is like, they wonder why we flip out. They wonder why. <laughs> that's the thing. When you move out on your own, there's a lot of like sort of red ink and papers and like people you have to call. Yeah, you got to do so much bullshit. And the, so much. And the truth is, like, unless you got lots of money and great credit, you're probably still going to need your parents to get the place. Yeah. Because they got to co-sign and shit. And they got to help you move and all that. So, you know, don't leave with two middle fingers up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my parents co-signed my apartment in Baton Rouge. But I, I was paying so. It's Baton Rouge. Yeah. I was paying nothing. You want to tell some jokes before we get into some stories and some advice? Sure. I think I... I have some more ideas, but whatever. You want me to go first? You go first. So living at your parents' house really isn't that bad if your parents are dead. <laughs> That's right. Well, their ghosts will see you masturbate, yes. so watch oh, out. Absolutely. They're always looking with their pure eyes. That's right. Moving out of your parents' house, you can do whatever you want. No one can tell you what to do now except your boss and the government and the homeowners association. <laughs> Good luck. And the police and, and the fire the department and the health department. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, a lot more yeah, people tell you what to do. water department. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine the water department killing you? Oh, my God. With that, a gun? Well, I mean, they're going to have to do something <laughs> because we're almost out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes our parents get empty nest syndrome when we leave. But if you stay, that nest can become a cage. And then your feathers start falling out and your goose is cooked. These jokes are turning me into a bird. Uh, I'll be right back. I got to fly the coop. Live it on the breeze. <laughs> is that the silly one? You said that's I have one silly, silly one. Yeah, that's my silly What if you were like, no, that's my serious one. That was a way. You, you laughed at that? <laughs> <laughs> I said that at my mom's funeral. One of my girlfriend's lived in a barn and one time we were at this dude's house and she accidentally left the door open and he said what do you live in a barn and she's like actually I do go fuck yourself <laughs> one brighter side to not living with your parents is that you could put that giant Scarface poster anywhere you want that's right <laughs> god I loved it you know I this isn't so much of a joke but when I when I moved in New York I mm-hmm. painted this is my first apartment in New York City I painted the walls show it to me this beautiful like purple with trees and um it was so good we got our deposit money back whoa they kept left. it they kept it here well, it let is. me see here's us partying but you can kind of see oh that's so pretty right it's pretty it looks like a window yeah you did a really good job thank you see, that's another smart thing to do like if you don't have a window 
Paint one. Paint one. Or, or put a curtain up. My Yeah, my friend Carly Goodspeed. Shout out to Carly Goodspeed. Go check out her uh, her Twitch channel, Carly Badspeed. Um, but the uh, she did one of the smartest things I ever saw. Uh, she lived in a room with no windows, and she went and got like some bamboo blinds and then put them up and put a little light behind it. Looks like a window. It looks like a window. It's like Thanks. a late night set. Right? It's just so pretty. And we, you know, we got everything back. People loved it. And we threw parties. Here's the thing. When you move out on your own. This is Baton Rouge? This is in New York. This is New York. So we kind of wanted to bring sort of a Louisiana flair to New York City and like mm-hmm. paint all these vibrant colors. We had Mardi Gras parties. You can have as many parties as you, you want. You so many good pictures. Look, we just dress up crazy. Aw, you guys look adorable. Thank you. We're going to show these on a stream on Wednesday. Which is two days ago, but you can watch the replay on Twitch.tv slash LPN TV. The new, uh, we got a new logo and we got a new name of the channel, LPN TV. We're professional. I got some more photos. Is that okay? Yeah, no, I would love seeing these photos. It's just me on my own. and This is you outdoors. This is me outdoors, right? <laughs> I'm very much outside. Giving someone a cigarette for crawfish, I think? Yeah, I'm just drunk, <laughs> eating crawfish, living on my own. I love it. I got these beads. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. are true overwhelming power sauce of destiny yes the most legendary sauce has arrived as mcdonald's transforms into the anime world of wick donald's the greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili mcdonald's sauce to make your 10-piece wick nuggets fries and sprite ultra powerful unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at wick donald's ba-da-ba-ba-ba go and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time while supplies last what else? Some of these places I lived in were uh, gross, but I mean, that's yeah. okay. Oh, I mean, some of the places, are they got to be disgusting. Here I am in my first, this is my favorite apartment. Okay, where is this? Is it in Baton Rouge? This is in New York and on 112 Callier. Oh, yeah, this is, is, I can tell, this is, I can tell this is you when we met. Are yeah. You, yeah, we're, yeah, Callier Street. Yeah, I remember Callier Street. It was Street. me and like three other girls. We just had the, like the biggest blast. I was like discovering myself. I figured out like- Prince, I heard Prince for the first time. Just like music and like, I don't know. I guess my life has always been fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been having a great time. Here's me when I first moved to New York. So I didn't have a place and I was sleeping on a blow up mattress that mm-hmm. would just like, I'd wake up on the floor. Looks like a moving blanket. <laughs> it looks like a moving blanket. Yes. <laughs> that's the thing. When you first move out of your parents' house, it's not going to be easy peasy. No, but, but that's it's okay. fine. Yeah. It doesn't have to be because you're, you're stronger. You're, you're stronger strong. now than you've ever been. You've been prepped. You've been pampered your whole life. Where's this? This is in college. We just had straight up lawn chairs. So this is Baton Rouge. This is Baton Rouge. Cool. Just in the house. Who gives a shit? I love this. Yeah. Yes. And you can find places that are cheaper. Oh, here's the brothel. So this is also in Baton Rouge. If you don't know, my I used to live in a brothel for a little bit. Oh, wow. And this is- uh, It wasn't open, I hope. No. Okay. (laughs) I was being sold and it was great. Uh, but this is like, you know, all of us just posing. You I can see like how kind of old it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I lived in some old ass places in yeah. Tallahassee. I love you it. Know, what, how old were you when you moved out? 17. You were 17? Wow. That's younger than I was. I was 18 when I moved out, but like freshly 18. But you said you moved out halfway through of high school, right? I, I, uh, senior year of high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I turned 18 in October and I moved out. I was on my own in January. Wow. Yeah. No, pretty crazy. And yeah. then uh, my I remember my mom stuck around for a little while, but she lived with some weird people and I didn't want to live there. So I stayed with my friends or in my car and stuff. And it was, it, it worked. It know? worked. It It'll work out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing about moving out. Cause you're so used to like having your bedroom and your toilet paper and all the cleaning supplies and your mommy's cooking for you. Yeah. When you move out, you're going to have to do that all, all yourself, but, and it's going to be hard. You're going to sleep on in a car. 
Yeah. In a blow up mattress. It's mm-hmm. not going to be ideal. It's your friend's house your for friend's a week house. while you find a spot. Yes. You know, like there's all kinds of different things you're going to have. And to then do. when you move into a place, it's probably going to be a little bit of a shithole. Yeah. But the most fun times of my life has been in a shithole. And I think one thing is like your parents aren't most likely, you know, I'd say about, you know, m- most people, like 80%, 85% of people, their parents don't want you to move out. You know, they want you to stay forever. So whenever you do move out, Please take their help. Let them like, you know, get some stuff for you, find help you find a place. Like yeah. it'll be so annoying and you're gonna fight the whole fucking time, but it's really gonna help the process. I'm tr- trust me. Because by yourself it's so hard, especially if you're young and you don't have much credit, you're gonna need them. Yeah. You know, and plus you know, they've been fucked over so many times in their life and you haven't really. So yet. they know. They know all the things that are going to, you know, mess with you. Like one thing like that I learned, which is now a lot easier, but my mom used to always bring like a small lamp with us so she could like test out all the outlets and stuff. That's so smart. Yeah. Now I would say bring a phone charger, but you know, just because it's a little easier. Yeah. But yeah. Make sure, you know, these, these little things that like your parents, they, they're tipped out on already. They know. Been moving in and in that house is their whole goddamn life. Test the shower. Make sure the water works. That 112 Cal, you're the messy place. So yeah. that slumlord, look mm-hmm. it up, Bill Leica. Type in Bill Leica as oh, a slumlord. Oh, you've talked about Bill before I on the show. I fucking hate this man. Yeah, he's probably dead. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, but somebody, like, a story about him is he rented out this place, and in New York City, you need first and last month's rent, yeah. right? And so people paid it, and then they tried to turn the water on, and he said, oh, yeah, there's no pipes, and you're not getting your money back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, just, he was just an evil fuck. Yeah, just useless piece of shit. Yeah, lots of people are going to try and take advantage of you. There's going to be a lot of, like, fake listings and stuff like that. Like, I yeah. saw that when I was trying to move recently, where it was just like, they'd be like, oh, it was like, it'd be a listing that's too good to be true. And then you call, and they're like, oh, well, that one's taken, so, but you, we got all these other ones. We got this it. other one, it's just like a, a an abortion house. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Whenever they say something like, you know, here's the apartment. This is what it is. We're going to leave the key in a P.O. box for you. That's a big scam. Yeah. Because you're going to go and not see the key. And then people can be like, that apartment doesn't exist or it's already been rented out. And you've given this person your money. Yeah. And don't um, don't give any Apple application fees until you like see the place. Yeah. You know, don't just send in the fee before you move there because like it's most likely just going to suck. Application fees, I think, are just an example of how scams just get. Oh, yeah. Re- like they, regular codified. Or they do the same thing with like uh, comedy festivals and film festivals and stuff like Why that. Why do I got to pay you money so to, I can pay you money? So I see, I got to pay you money so I can apply to be here. Come on. Get what the are we fuck doing out. here? Come yeah. on. Do your work and fucking search for people and book them. Yeah. You know, and so, it, but it's a, it's, a, you know, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, be careful with that. And um, I think it's important to, you know, do it, anything you can to get your credit score up. Like, Look into it like a couple months before you plan on moving. Right. You know, that way, because if you have like credit card debt out the wazoo from like school books or just normal life, you know, make sure you throw as much of that as you possibly can before you move or you're fucked. And I would say just don't do anything for two months before you move. Exactly. I I used to think credit cards and credit scores didn't matter. And look who was homeless. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Shocker. I was homeless. Hmm? Crazy. Yeah, man. They fucking care a lot about that shit. I think it's aggravating and horrible and I don't agree with it, but it's a fact of life. In most some places, they're going to want like three months uh, rent. You know, that's in L.A. They can take up to three. Where in New York, it was just first and last. Here, it's like first, uh, one deposit, and then last. And it was just like, come on, you. And then you got to fight them to get it back sometimes. Oh, absolutely. There's definitely a couple places where I didn't get mine back. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I'm, um, so I remember the first place I lived uh, on my own that wasn't my car uh, or a friend's house was uh, in Tallahassee. I had my mom drive me up with me and my buddies, and we found an apartment together, the three of us, and she helped us immensely. It was so, it was so nice of her. And, uh, Pebble Hill Apartments. I don't know if they still exist or not in Tallahassee, Florida. And it was a, uh, it was great. We trashed the place. We ruined it. You know, this is why there are security deposits because most people who move in are fucking eighteen-year-old testosterone-filled boys who just right. fucking rip down the walls. Right. You know, but we uh, we did pretty good though. We 
Luckily, um, one of my roommates' dad was a construction worker, and he just came up and filled all the holes in the walls and stuff like that. That's and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were shooting BB guns in the house. You know, we were living a bad. It's your life. first apartment. It's like your first car. You're gonna crash it. Oh my god, we did this thing where, like, you know, you could put like beer bottle tops. Like, if you press them into the popcorn ceiling, they'll stay. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we we filled the entire apartment with beer bottle tops on our uh, popcorn ceiling, and then they wouldn't come down. <laughs> so it's just it's art now that's what it is it's art yeah. <laughs> you're welcome i just like i thought for some reason i would just like sweep it off with a broom and nothing and it'd be it was like nope they just put you're just pushing it in more forever yeah. and ever. <laughs> god speaking of gross apartments there's this girl i went to high school with her she's always a little bit troubled but we were friends whatever and then we kind of lost contact and then i found out she lived in this apartment and I was like, oh, I'll go I'll go visit her. I'll go see her. And it was really shady. I didn't trust the people. Yeah. Like, you want to kind of be safe. You know, you mm -hmm. don't want to live in, like, a really unsafe place, but whatever. Yeah. And so I go up to her place, and there's dog shit all embedded in the carpet in the oh. house. And she um, just threw newspapers over it, just like it was no big deal. Uh, takes her top off with her tits out, lights a cigarette inside, and asks for twenty dollars. Yeah, no, it's a, you gotta. That's a no go. I was just like, I don't think we can see each. Other. I think this is the last time I'm gonna see you. <laughs> I gotta go. Good luck with those tits. <laughs> Good luck with that. Maybe a dude would have been like, okay. No, nah, it's too much dog shit. You know. Right. It's yeah, how about you, Ryan? If a girl took her tits out and had dog <laughs> shit everywhere, would you give her 20 bucks? He's shaking his head no. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes, I mean, maybe I'd give her 20 bucks, but I wouldn't live there. No. <laughs> it was, you, you would, I'd be like, ah, you might need this. Right. You wouldn't yeah. be turned on. Get a shirt. For the smell of dog shit everywhere. <laughs> Go to Target. Go to Target. <laughs> so let's lay it. Let's roll on the floor, baby. Oh, yeah. No, so yeah. So that place we destroyed. We, we, one of the, one of my favorite things that we did though is when, his dad came and like you know plugged all the holes for us before we left. I took a picture of the three of us and I put it inside the wall. You know, it's just to like leave it as a memory of oh, that that's we were here. Fun. Yeah, right. That's fun. It's nice. So yeah. if somebody wants to like remodel, they'd be like, "Who used to live here?" Yeah, I gotta say the most I ever trashed a place is and I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before is when I lived with uh, old Henry Zabrowski. Oh, that's the one with the shower that with roaches in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and like. The freaking the the dryer that never that didn't work and they wouldn't fix and like everyone kept trying to use the dryer but it didn't work so it was just weight running up our electricity bill because they would like literally like like the guys I lived with would run it for hours even though no hot air was coming out and you're just like and you're doing nothing you're just shaking the clothes around you know like this is like you can't use this anymore so eventually I just duct taped it shut and put drew a big X on it I was just like no <laughs> <laughs> is this a place where like Drug users would like offer you tattoos with um, dirty needles. I, I, yeah, you know, um, I don't know if they were necessary. If I, I, they probably were using drugs, but yeah, I don't think a sober, sane person. There was like what happened was some people. My roommate was like, my friend's gonna come stay with us for a little while, and then they came and never left. And they're a bunch of like splatter punks, you know, like the, those people, you know, that you see like with a dog on the side of the, I hate those on the sidewalk because a lot of them come from wealthy parents. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a bunch of those people, and he had the biggest room in the place, so they all like moved into his room, and there was like five of them living in there, Ugh. and there was just like a sea of beer cans, and like it was a mess. I remember I was I had to shower at my friend's house for like two months. Oh my god! Yeah, and I don't know how, but I got a girlfriend in there somehow. Like it was just like, it was like I couldn't believe it. That's right. You always get a girlfriend when they the place is the most disgusting. And honestly, when I met Julie, it was probably one of the worst places I ever lived. That's that, right. Underneath the plum. Union. Sometimes you just gotta, if you're looking for a spot and you get in a jam, you just gotta call everyone you know and be like, you know what? A spot like off the books. Right. Is that you the know? place the dog attacked that man? Yes, but I was out of town, luckily. Thank God. And they had to kill the dog, right? Yeah, they choked it out. And the MMA fighter choked it out. There's a big long story about it on Round Table somewhere. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a whole mess. You had to like open up a grate to get in there, right? It was a giant, uh, like 10 foot chain link fence with a, with barbed wire on top and a, in like a chain with a matlock on it. Yeah. That's so funny. It was amazing. I remember the first time I brought Julie home and I was just like, okay, this is the spot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's how the guys do it. Like, if you're listening yeah. to this yeah. and you're a guy and you, don't, you can't get laid and you don't know why, trash your house. But I tell well, the place itself, I kept clean. 
Okay. Uh, it was clean inside. I was the only one who lived there, you know, and I had a small bathroom and a small shower. I didn't have a kitchen, but it was clean. Yeah. You know, I, I, there wasn't stuff everywhere. I mean, it was, you know, it was it was a pretty decent sized spot. And uh, I truthfully, I kind of loved it, you know, but there was it was no insulation. So it was very cold in the winter. And when I remember one time we got hit with a crazy snowstorm, and I just couldn't go home for five days because there was just too much snow. And, and you can't get inside. I couldn't. I could. Yeah. If, luckily, I was outside when the snow happened and I wasn't in there. You could have been trapped. I would have been all right. But like it was scary. What if it rained? Uh, it, would the rain get in there? No, um, not really. They, the snow didn't get in there, but it was just like there was like an. Like in, you know, there's some places in, in, in the north, they have like a door and then like there's a little room and then there's another door. Like that little room kind of like helps keep the cold out of your house. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had one of those, but that was just all concrete and cobwebs and shit. But, you know, it worked. You but know. you lived. I lived. I lived. I did it. I made it. No, I lived there for like eight months and. Truthfully, I kind of liked it. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like the perfect bachelor pad. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I think I spent 500 bucks a month and, you know, it was so cheap. And yeah, you can find those places. They're not going to be on Zillow. You're going to have to ask around. You know, it was a good place, a good way to find places. I never did this, but I had a, had a buddy who did this twice. Uh, if you're moving to a big city, um, every city has lots of like, Obviously, it's a city. There's lots of different ethnicities. You know, there's going to be Japanese, Jap- Japan town and Korea town or, you know, like where all the Polish people live. Go to that neighborhood and gentrify it, well, kick them out yeah. <laughs> and put in a Whole Foods. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but they all have like local newspapers and stuff and they'll put the listings that they don't want people like us to move into mm-hmm. and so you can look at the listings in there and they're going to be cheaper they're going to be nicer but you might have to like live with some old polish lady that's fine yeah honestly i would respect you more if you did that yeah i've gone on dates with people that like are adult men that still either live with their parents mm-hmm. or take money from them yeah. And it like, I'm just kind of like, I have no respect for you. I mean, if my parents were filthy rich, I'd take money from them. Maybe. You I wouldn't? Know. I don't know. It's just My parents like, had a shit ton of money and they were offering money. I'd fucking take it. You kidding me? I feel like there's a part of you that like doesn't understand. I'd still want to have a job. And work and yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd still, you know, take, you know, but there's no reason just to, to not accept money. You know, take the money. Take the money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Right. I guess if like your parents are Lockheed Martin, you know, yeah, they're going to exactly. spend it somewhere. Yeah. You know, get a job. Yeah. I think, and, and I think a good thing um, uh, would, would be uh, if you, a, a companion episode to this episode to be the, the, our work, joining the workforce episode. That's remember, a good one. Yeah. Remember we did it uh, like, like two months ago, we did one about everyone's first jobs. And yeah. Stuff like and they're that. not going to be great, but no. you can do it. Yeah. You're going to work your ass off to live in this shitty little spot. Right. Gosh, now I regret saying I, I don't, Respect those men. I'm sorry no, you if can, you're listening. I mean, it's fine. I mean, you know, I get it, you know, but uh, I also like, you know, from as someone who had to pay their parents money for, right. so they could live, I would have loved to have gotten some back. <laughs> right. So, you know, family helps family. You know, I think that's okay. I think I, I always kind of believe that. And sometimes, you know, you got to move back home and maybe it doesn't work out the first time you do it. That's true. And it's okay. Don't kick yourself. My brother moved back home for a little bit. Yeah. I had to move. I moved back home during college, but it was more, it was, it was actually more to like help my mom out because she had to get a new job and stuff. And so I moved back so she wouldn't have to, you know, get a shittier apartment. And so sometimes you got to do that too. And you know what? It sucks, but you go do it because that's what you do. You take, your family takes care of family. That's right. And then you'll get out of there. Yeah. Family takes care of family. Well, some families don't, and you got to boogie. Mm-hmm. You got to get out of there. For sure. I know everyone's situation is different. But um, uh, one thing uh, you got to make sure of is if you're all, if you're not on the lease, I've heard this story like multiple fucking times now that I'm in my 40s, is that someone will be like, oh, I pay the rent. And he says, you just give me the money. And then they never pay the landlord. And then like months go by and the landlord kicks everyone out. Whoa. I've heard this story multiple times. And That's so a just, sneaky cheat. Yeah. And so they just take all the money and live lavishly and never pay the rent. 
and then you know months go by and then everyone has to get kicked out and it's a blemish on your record if you, especially if you signed it and you just you know expected this person to take care of it wow that's yeah. some sneaky sneaky stuff i'd say get the bills in your name if you have any chance uh-huh. you know we used to back in the day when i moved we saw a phone bill and stuff but the uh, you know but the electric and the water and all that stuff the cable you know get at least one of them in your name you're going to need that yeah, for your credit. For your credit, or if you got to get like an ID one day or some shit, or you're like applying for a passport, like that mail will work as ID. That's true. I, again, I never thought that shit mattered. I, I didn't even want to get an ID. I was yeah. like, I don't want the government to know who I am. And like, they should know who you are. I lived off the grid for a while. It was a good run, you know, but now I'm happy to pay my taxes properly and, you know, do everything I'm supposed to do. And like, you know, it, like, I, man, because catching up is the worst. I remember one time I had that Mr. Pastrami saved my life. I didn't do taxes for like five years. And I was just like, hey, man, we got to save my life here. Yeah, because you could go to jail. Yeah. And then, you know, know, the shitty part was, is I was just lazy and I would have made money back every year. I just didn't do it. And then I got nothing because I waited so fucking long. Oh, well, that's why they didn't catch you. That's why I didn't throw you in jail. Yeah, because they were just happy not to for me not to get my money back. Damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now we're ta- we talked about roommates a little bit. Mm-hmm. What are some like advice you would give to people who are living with roommates for the first time and not their parents? Yeah, um, I think uh, one thing is just... I. Meet them before you move in. I know a lot of times if you're going to a dorm, you don't have a choice and like, you know, that's, that is what it is. Right. You know, but make sure you know them and trust them. Cause also another thing is like, if they're a buddy of yours and like, you know, someone who used to live with them, maybe talk to them too, you know, because you know, nothing will ruin a friendship faster than having to live some with someone who's super dirty and refuses to pick up after themselves. Absolutely. I remember I was moving in somewhere and my mom met the girl. And I was so young. I just trusted everybody. And she's like, Amber, do not live with her. She is crazy and she'll ruin your life. And I was just like, nah, whatever. And then an example is, I don't want to get too much TMI, but Mm -hmm. so I got a part in a play and she wanted it. And she's like, I'm going to kill myself. And she kept saying, I'm going to kill myself, kill myself. And we're all kind of like, oh my God. Okay. And then it comes around like I'm sleeping and I get a bang, bang, bang on my door. Mm And it's the fucking EMT. And they were like, yeah, she took a pack of Benadryl and called us. Oh, Jesus. And it was just purely for attention. And then, so I have to like call her parents and tell her what happened. We all go to the hospital. I'm like waiting up with her all night. And then she's back like a couple days later. And she says like, where's my t-shirt? My favorite t-shirt. And I was like, they had to rip that off of you to like pump your stomach. And she said, next time I try to kill myself, I'm not going to wear my favorite T-shirt. Oh, my God. And it doesn't goes, even make sense. What are you talking about? And then goes and slams the door. And I'm like, you are like, I've done crazy stuff, but this is like maniacal. Yes, absolutely. Don't do that. Yeah. I'm lucky I didn't have any uh, roommates attempt suicide. It's a, you know, I was in, I had a, I'm very fortunate with the roommates I've had. I had a couple bad ones, you know, but the, uh, at, the at the end of the day, they were nice. If they're going to be horrible, at least hope they're rich. Yeah, at least hope they're rich. (laughs) Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I've had a couple different roommates like threaten to kill themselves like quite constantly. And I honestly like mental health is no joke. Like, please get help. Yeah. But when they're doing, I find it to be emotionally manipulative. I mean, it depends on their situation. If you, well, if you keep saying it, like I heard like this one girl, like her little scooter wasn't working and she's like, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. And was like, couldn't get it to beep right. And I'm just kind of like, man, 
this fucking sucks. You because know, suicide is it's very real and it hurts a lot of people. And to just kind of flippantly say it like that. I used to always you know what I always do for when people say that, uh, you know, because it's you know, you have to take it seriously. It's like, all right, if you say that again, I'm gonna have to call the police and tell them you're a danger to yourself. Because that's what you're telling me that you're you telling me you're gonna kill yourself and that's the only safe thing I can do. That's a good idea. I, every, every it worked every time. I'm just like I'm gonna call the police because I'm not going to sleep in your bed with you. You know, like, it's just like, right. it's just, you, you want to say something like that. That's how I'm going to deal with it. And I don't want to, like, wake up to a fucking gunshot and then, like, see this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't keep guns in the house. It probably no. is a good is another good rule. No guns in the house. No guns allowed. Especially with roommates. See, if you have your own place and you're a responsible gun owner, that's one thing. When you got roommates, it's not a good idea. What if there's a party yeah. and like someone goes in your room and snooping and they find it? We had guns in, in one of our houses and we always had these gigantic parties. And it was just like, fuck it. Thank God nothing happened. Oh, because Parliament Funkadelic would play. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we'd always have these insane. We talked about it on the last, um, on the Brighter Side Twitch. Go watch the replay of that fucking thing. Okay. Yeah, we had Danny on. Remember, it was wonderful. We talked about yeah. that and the Armenian genocide. It's very important stuff. We go, we won't get into it now because we're talking about moving out of your parents' Moving out of your parents' house. Uh, I'm trying to think of like di- diabolical stuff I've done to people. Uh, um, I've always paid my rent and cleaned up after myself. Yeah. I, one time I made broccoli it smelled like farts uh yeah i like uh you know it's weird because i've had luck with landlords you know i'm very fortunate you know because uh uh back in new york i had you know just like guys who owned the building you know and it was just like and it worked always worked out but sometimes you can get a slum lord like that yeah but every time i had it it was nice and if it's a guy that just kind of owns the buildings you know sometimes you can work out deals with them you know and they and if they're nice like my guy iso capri shout out to iso capri go buy some glass from iso capri in Ridgewood. <laughs> he's a, he's a glass manufacturer he owned like two apartment buildings you know it's always those weird jobs that make the most like yeah. glass manufacturer tailor yeah exactly cobbler yeah, excuse just, me he just made windows you know yeah. and, and the one thing was I had a broken window the entire fucking time I lived there for seven years. He never fixed it, but like, you know, he did everything else. So it was fine. <laughs> but it was, just, it was, uh, but I had yeah. a broken window and a hurricane came through and I kept telling Bill Leica, I was yeah. like, please fix it. Please fix it. Our windows, like it was just open. Yeah. And thank God I stayed home that night and I put a cement block with a pillow mm-hmm. so it doesn't like crack the window. And yeah. I just held physically the window shut during a fu- hurricane Sandy. And the same thing happened to me during hurricane Sandy I had a broken window, but I taped the fucking shit out of that with some gorilla tape and I just kept it there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he had to replace the window when I left, I imagine. That's but, right. I mean, they don't fix the window. I'm going to fix it. Yeah, man. But he was great, man. Iso used to let me get away with so much shit. I used to pay my rent on like the 28th, you know, and like, I'd be like, all right, I'll see you next 28th. You know, and he'd just be like, okay. And just, he would just deal with it, you know, and it was so nice, you know. Uh, but yeah, I like a, I like a guy, like I like a guy who owns a building more than like a corporation. Oh my God. The condos. Yeah. The place I'm living now, I fucking hate. They're like, you can only get like, I'm like, we got spiders, you know? And they're like, Oh, well you can only, you know, we come the first Tuesday of the month. I'm like, I'm out of town that day. And then, you know, they're like, yeah. And then it's just like, and you, and so I'm fucked till next month. And it's like, what, you want spiders in your building? The hell's wrong with you? What do you mean? I can only get a a fucking pest guy here one day out of the month. Like you, you crazy. Are you crazy? You know, and it's just, they have all these stupid fucking rules and it's just, it's, it just drives me nuts. And the rules never work in your favor. Like, I'm fine with never. rules if everything's egalitarian and it all works out. But usually rules in those giant condos are there to fuck you over. Yeah, and like the the building itself, even though we all pay rent, they don't pay electricity on the building. You know, like we all pay electricity on our own apartment. Uh-huh. But the building itself, everyone who lives there has to chip in and, and buy electricity for that. And then- that seems illegal. It's not illegal. I don't you, know. You sign a contract. You no, know, it's, it's illegal. <laughs> but what drove me crazy is he puts up all these stupid Halloween decorations that light up and blow up and they're on for a month and a half. And it's just like, I didn't have a say in this. And now I'm just pumping electricity every month and my rent was like $20 higher. Whoa. And it's just like, it's not a big deal. It's $20. But, but still, still, it's like, yeah, you no know, one talked to me. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Where I live right now, it's very, it was, it's older. And it's not a condo. Yeah. And sometimes I'll have like dates drop me off and they're like, what is this? Like they don't understand me not living in 
a sterile condo. Yeah. They think it's weird. I think it's great where you live. I love where I live. It has character and soul. And there's already like, there's condos going up all over the place. And I'm really, really worried that they're going to like ask us to leave and then bulldoze all these houses. There's like elderly people that live next to me. Oh yeah. No, they, I mean the neighborhood I lived in when I moved in, there was, there was houses everywhere. Now there's like four. No. And it's all, and it's all just giant new apartment complexes. They I just, hate that. They just constantly get bought and, and leveled and shit like and that. And like who lives in those? They're never full. Yeah. They're never full. They're always too expensive. It's fucking. I got two going up on my block, Ed. Yeah. No. Two. Yeah. No, it's so annoying. And then it's hard to walk around because of all the fucking construction sites and shit. It's, you know, that's the, you know, that's part of living in a big city though. That's right. What am I going to do if this thing gets bought out and leveled? I have to move. Then you move. What am I going to do? <laughs> Moving so stressful. It is. It's one of the most stressful things a person can go through. You know, it's like loss of a family, loss of a job and moving. You know, it's like, I guess loss of a pet. It's got to be in there too. Nah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the best things when your pet dies. Oh, my doggies, Rambo, my boo-boos. Uh, They're going to live forever. Your dogs will live forever. Oh, I hope so. It'll be so. fun. I just don't want to get kicked because I'm telling you, there's going up everywhere in my neighborhood. Yeah. I'm walking around. I do my little like mental health walks mm-hmm. and I'm not getting mentally healthy. I'm just like, that condo's going up and that's like an expensive grocery store going there. Yeah. We talked a lot about what was your mom like when you moved out? Was she sad you were moving out? Was she excited? What was her energy? Her energy, um, very angry. Yeah. Kind of. Um, hectic, angry. I don't know. I, I don't consider my mom very loving. Yeah. That's bad to say. But yeah, but the um when, but when you act but when you actually moved out, she was like she was down for you to leave or she wanted you to stay. It's probably an I think she kind of wanted me to go. Oh yeah. I think she really wanted me to go. Yeah, my mom was cool about me leaving too, even though she's obsessed with like, you know, like, you know, she was obsessed yeah. with us staying together all the time and stuff. <laughs> you know, but my like, dad wanted me to stay and yeah. I remember my mom being like, "But what about me?" Cuz the attention was on me for a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. There you go. I mean, that's you know, that's that happens a lot. I'm sorry. I don't want to badmouth my mom. You don't have to apologize to me. I'm not your mom. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I um I remember yeah because when I moved out, my parents um uh, my parents were kind of like you know in the process of getting separated and stuff, and so it was uh and, and then two years out is when uh, my parents actually got divorced. And so that was a uh, that was interesting when they get divorced when I was already gone. And then my happened to go down to South Florida to help my mom find a new spot and stuff like she that. She lost everybody. Yeah, well she kept all the friends, you know, oh, like okay. you know, she just you know, she just didn't have anywhere to live for a little bit. Oh my god. Yeah, but we found something for her. She went and uh, and then when I moved to New York, I was like, "You know what? I'm moving to New York. You're saying you're moving to New Jersey by the rest of the family." And then it all worked out. Yeah. It did all work out. It was nice. And so sometimes you just got to like rip that bandaid off and do something crazy, you know? And, and, and a lot of times when you do that, you're going to need somebody's help and you should, you know, not be too proud to take it. I think. Right. My mom did help me like decorate stuff. Cause she yeah. loves to decorate. She's very talented at that. Mm-hmm. Is it gonna, Baton Rouge or New York? In Baton Rouge. No, she never, nothing in New York. Um, but in, I remember she came and decorated and like with doilies and stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was her style. That's cool. That's cool. But still, we were all just kind of like doilies, really. Yeah. I remember with this one girl, my roommate at the time, she's like, You have to tell your mom to stop. Like, she's very, I think she called her a narcissist. Not that she didn't use that word because we didn't know what that was at the time. But she's mm-hmm. like, She's like too much. She's just like taking over all of your life. And yeah. you can't, you don't, she's like, You don't have an identity. Yeah, you gotta get, sometimes you just gotta get out of the house. And you have to, and if you wanna move back, move back. But you, it's good for everyone to try it. I couldn't move back, Ed. No, either could no I. No fucking way. I had to for like seven months, but then I was gone again. I yeah, was just like, you know, I just came for a little bit, helped out, and then I split, stayed with a friend for a little while for two months in uh, Tallahassee, and then I found a new spot with my buddies. There you go. My mom, even like starting a family scares me. My mom says stuff like, I'll raise my children. I will not raise my grandchildren. I will not help you okay. at all. And well, I'm not going to be your mima. And I'm so now I'm like looking around. I'm like, all right. So I have like no help. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I had kids, I wouldn't have any help. I mean, you know, we're the only ones here. It just it would be our community that helped. That's right. You know, because all the parents live far away. You know. 
It's yeah. fine. It's I sometimes I get sad I don't have a close knit family. We're very cold. Yeah, yeah. I'm very lucky that I have that. I saw a lot of my family in uh in New Jersey and New York this past week, and it was a delight. That's nice. The um uh another thing I'll, I'll say is when I moved, you got to be careful when you move in with your significant other. Oh my! That was the worst decision I've you ever made. You can't rush into these things. No, like it's just like it's so exciting. You know, it's better if they sleep over every fucking day. Yeah. Than if you guys live together, you got to give that at least a year before you pull that trigger because that shit's gonna be. It, it could really blow up in your face. I mean, I was even six years in, and I did because we both were in New York together, and I feel yeah. like New York is hard to know somebody because you're out mm-hmm. working all yeah. the time. Six years in, we move in together and like live together for two years. I it was in a soulless condo. Everything was gray. My least yeah. favorite place. Yeah. Well, you guys also you were living crazy though. You, he had his writing all over the walls. Yeah, you didn't really have furniture or anything. Either. No. There was like a bed. It, it was all one. It was a studio too. Studio. If you're gonna live with someone, do not do a studio. Even if like you are with them and you're married or whatever, and you trust that you're gonna be with them forever, you need that room to go while you're mad at them. Because yeah. you're going to get mad at them at some point. And sometimes you just need to remove yourself from the room because, or they need to remove themselves from the room because you can only spend so much time in the bathroom. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's a studios, no go unless you live alone. Yes. And I say with girls, specifically women, because oftentimes we're like, oh, I'm going to live with him and he'll take care of it and we'll go 50 50 and I'll just pay him and he's the man. Yeah. Because it's very patriarchal sort of structure we live in. Don't mm-hmm. do that. I, um, was giving him 50% of everything. His name was on everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm the idiot that thought it was okay. So his name's on everything. I'm giving over my money. And, you know, next thing you know, he goes and visits my family, calls my mom a bitch to her face. And I'm like, okay, so if I want to leave, I have nothing. Nothing's in my name. I have no credit. Half of my money's gone. Yeah. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Uh, or at least have stuff in your name. Yeah, always have stuff in your name. I think that's good. What do you think it's like, you know, for a parent when you move out? Do you think it destroys them? I think I think each one's a specific thing. I mean, personally for me, it's like what keeps me from having kids is thinking like, oh my God, what if they never move out? Oh God, they just stay? Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know, it's pretty good here. In fact, a lot of men stay home and because I, I looked at the statistics mm-hmm. and it's mostly because they're comfortable with where they are. Yeah. No, I hate that. for sure. Yeah. And especially if they got a nice situation and the, you know, the people are always buying them, buying them groceries and all that stuff. Get I mean, out. You, you got to get out of the house. You know, I think it's really important to get out of the house whenever you can. Um, I really am proud of myself for doing it when I did. I did it at 18 years old and oh my God, it was, it's, I've never looked back. Good. I got some facts. Let's hear some facts. From the, Bureau of Labor Statistics. By age 27, 90% of young people move out of their parents' house for a period of three months or longer. The median age of moving out is 19. More than 50% moved back. 75% of men said that they live in the same town they grew up in. 41% of the 75 say because of family, and the rest say they're just comfortable where they are. Yeah, you know, and it's okay to live in the same town you grew up in. You know, I was happy to leave. That's for goddamn sure. Mm -hmm. I... I think everyone should at least try living in a big city for some point of their life. Yeah. You know, even if you're from like, I'm just going to use my own life as an example. I was in Boca Raton. You know, that's a pretty, you know, there's a lot of people there, you know, and then I moved to Tallahassee, you know, it was like a little more people. And then I moved to New York. I was like, oh shit, I love this. There's something for everybody, you know? Yeah. And I think you have to, when you make a big change like that, when you go to New York, you go to LA, you go to Chicago, Atlanta, something like that. You got to give yourself two years of getting your ass handed to you, you know, and then and then after that, you can uh, you can you can go ahead and move on, you know, and the the city starts giving back. You start meeting people. You start you built your, your roots start to settle into the ground a little bit and you're able to to move on and like and like not move on, but like you know, move up in, in society. And yeah. You, you meet your friends, you know, the guy at the store, you know, the dry cleaner, you know, the whatever. And so I think uh you know, give it a chance. You know, you got to, I would say give whatever city you move to, give at least three or four years. That's great. That's a great piece of advice, Ed. Yeah. It's going to be hard when you first get there. Oh my God. So many times I'd just be walking around New York City and be like, what the fuck am I doing in New York? Yeah. You know, just looking around at giant buildings and shit. Right. It's like, oh my, what are we doing? What do we do? When I first moved to LA, I hated it. I was working at a gym and I worked at the grocery store 
and at like a, a little pop-up museums. I had like three jobs going. Keep in mind, I just moved from New York where I was a, like a working performer. Yeah. And I just had to start all over and I was like, why Why am I here? Yeah. A lot of times when you move cities, you have to like just resign to the fact that you kind of got to start, start over. Start over. But also best decision I made because now here we are working. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you just get, you put your time in, you get, you know, you get your ass kicked for a little while and you live your life well. And you live your life. I feel like I've been a little angry this episode. Have you? The um the you know it's it's hard living. It's hard moving. It's hard to decide to be on your own. And right. like and when you decide to be on your own, it, part of it comes with anger, you know, and like other but you know, I think that you know, something that's always helped me is I try to like, you know, even if I'm dirty, I I, I stay calm. You know, like it's always been I've always I've always had Good relationships with my roommates. I don't think anyone, I don't think I ever got a relationship ruined by someone I'd lived with. There's definitely been a couple people who were like, oh God, I'll never live with them again. Yeah. But we're still talk to each other. Okay. You know, so I think, uh, you know, that's good to do, but you could get screwed. You know, I remember also, here's a good tip. This is what I've, this is where I lost my thoughts. Um, when I moved in, I was, and so I had, I went through a breakup. Lost all my shit because my my girlfriend owned it, most of the stuff in the house, you know. And so, and then you know, then I had another person move in with me, and then we got so lucky. This is actually bad advice, but it worked out for us. Uh, where we just got furniture off the street. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, and we didn't get bed bugs, but we got very lucky. You know, search it. You know, fumigate it. <laughs> yeah. You know, spray it all down and shit. But like, make sure that you know it's good to go. But don't be afraid to just get some temporary temporary ass furniture. Right. And also, you don't have to decorate everything to the nines right from the beginning. No, Do no. it slowly. I got lucky. I was working at this place called IAC, and they had, like, Ticketmaster was in the building, and then I found out they had a bunch of old framed concert posters that they were throwing out, and I was like, well, I'm just going to keep these, you know? And so I just filled up my house with Ticketmaster posters. That's and cool. Shit. And I gave them as well as Christmas presents, too. <laughs> it was nice. What do, you, what's, what do you think is the, the best part about living on your own now, now that you're not at home anymore, that you left the nest? You know, the best part, I get to decorate and do things I want. Growing yeah. up, my mom would hang dolls on the wall, and I wasn't allowed to touch them. Yeah, and that's so, weird. Yeah, it's very weird. And so I'd go to sleep, and I'd wake up and just have eyes all staring at me. Yeah. And I don't have that anymore. You no, know what I hate? I hate the the room in a lot of people's houses that you're not allowed to go into, but it's, like, furnished perfectly. Right. It's all plastic on the furniture or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That doesn't exist I in my house. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah no, that's... no. You know, it doesn't, it's a waste of room. You know, it's a, it's a waste of space. You know what are you, like, ghosts living here? What's going on? Yeah, but then not just the independence, but, like... You know, I love staying up late. And the number one thing for me was I got to smoke weed on my couch. Yeah, there and you go. And that was really kind of the best part of living out of my house, you know, and it was just, you know, so it was, uh, it was, I had such a good time. Uh, you know, you get, to, you get all these things and you, you're going to want to make a lot of like crazy adjustments, ease into everything. You know, like don't get a dog right away. No. You know, live your life for a little while. See see where you're at financially and your time wise because so many guys I knew in Tallahassee all got dogs and then just fucking lonely ass dogs just sitting in the back while everyone party their asses off and shit. Oh. You know, so it's just like, you know, you know, don't do it to the dog, don't do it to yourself. And also if you're broke, what makes you think you can afford a dog if it gets sick? Right. I think a lot I think about at least 50% of dog owners shouldn't have their dogs. Yeah. To be a, a clean environment where it's trained and well-fed mm -hmm. and like medical procedures done is the bare minimum. That is the bare minimum. Yeah. yeah. You right. have to be with it and love it, you know? So what we learn here today, we you save up as much money as possible, throw money at those credit cards before you start applying for places, make sure you see it and you'll like it before you apply, test out all the outlets, make sure the kitchen doesn't fucking suck. Right. I, I got a shitty kitchen right now and it's really pissing me off. Oh. Yeah, I cooked a good meal the other night, but still, I'm mad about it. Um, I would say uh, get as much stuff from your parents as you can before you leave. Um, it's always good to like- if, uh, Find if, out about your roommates. Find out about your roommates uh oh here's another one if a relative mm -hmm. dies get some tables get some furniture there you go um i had a roommate that got kicked out of a homeless shelter and i wish i would have known that before she moved in yeah how'd they even get in i don't know oh oh she just left you her just say yes to everybody don't you yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sure we'll get along and we don't Man, uh, one of my better roommates was someone who was like 10 years younger than me 
and we just got along great. It was, I don't, I don't know why it was such a, it was such a good, you know, so you never know if it's going to go bad or well, but right. uh, do your best. Uh, and if you, and if they move in with their parents, you know, grill their parents a little bit, make sure that, you, exactly. know, you know, make sure that you know enough about them as you can. Yeah. Most of my roommates have been great. It's yeah. just the ones that are bad or like really bad. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to The Brighter Side. Get out of your parents' house. Do them a favor. Do yourself a favor. Go live. For Christ's sake. Go live your life, you sons of bitches. Uh, thank you so much for listening to The Brighter Side. Check us out on Instagram. Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, The Brighter Side LPN. Uh, on on X, it's at Amber Smelson, at Brighter Side LPN. We got Patreons. What's going on in your Patreon these days? Amber Smelson is a way to support me as an artist. That's right. And you go find me at patreon.com slash Tunes. I'm putting up playlists all the time. It's the home of the Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour uh, where you can find such uh, hits like Liver and Onions, which we're about to play in a little bit. Yeah. Um, also, uh, check out uh, – I make playlists for people for 50 bucks a pop. So hit me up. you got a birthday. Christmas is coming up. You know, Hit me up now. Don't be scrambling. Don't be hitting me up the week of Christmas saying I need a pro- playlist. I need time. Yeah. I need time to make these things. So hit me up now if you want to do a Christmas gift or something like that. I'll, I would love to make it happen for you. Um, Amber Smelson on Twitch every Sunday you can hang out yeah, with you, Twitch right? Yeah, Sunday. What time do you do it? I did it at 3. I loved it. Hell yeah, 3 p.m. Pacific. That's mm-hmm. going to be 6 p.m. Eastern. If you ain't got nothing going on, hang out with Amber. You don't want to watch football? Hang out with Amber. Um, next weekend, I'm going to be at the Brea Improv with Jeff Ross. That's going to be on November 17th and 18th. Check me out there. There, uh, please rent or buy my movie How America Kill My Mother at HowAmericaKillMyMother.com. Someplace underneath is getting into it right now. I can't wait to uh, sit down with this. You just recorded the second episode. Or you just released the second episode of this series. We just recorded the second episode of uh, the the border. I don't want to say the word crisis, but just, it is. Yeah, it, it, it is a fucking crisis. Yeah, uh, you know, it's I, I. It's what happens to these people down there is crazy. They separate families. Yeah, they purposely. This is just stuff. I don't know what's in the episode. I haven't listened to your episode, but from when I worked down there on the immigration special with Jeff, I found out all kinds of shit. Like they they separate families. They'll like. They'll go ahead and they'll deport someone. Like if they catch them on the East Coast, they'll deport them on the West Coast. Like just to like fuck with them with no money or ID, even though and then they'll deport the rest of their family on the East Coast. They'll have no way to find each other. Why? They do such crazy it's just, just evil. Fuck, it's just evil. fucking evil way to like to make them not want to come back. You know, it's like it's 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 that kind of thing, uh, and it's it's despicable, and I hate it. And to think that uh, right now we have uh, when people are like Biden has open borders, he's deported fucking millions of people. So don't think for one second that he's some nice guy like letting in every person. No, he's fucking deporting everybody too. Um, but that's not what this episode's about. That's what you could find out about um, someplace underneath uh, a very necessary podcast. And I'm so proud of you for hosting. Oh, thank you. Um, sticker giveaway. I just got. A new batch in, so please hit us up. Send us your self-addressed stamped envelopes to the Brighter Side Care of LPN, PO Box four seven zero, North Hollywood, California nine one six zero three. Thank you so much to our editor April, Madeline, Ryan, and Maddie for all the work you do on our show. And now, folks, oh my God, I hope you're ready for the premiere of Liver in Onions. Check it out on the Eddie Tunes Two Hour Radio Hour, available only on my Patreon. Man, I love a fucking organ. Mmm! Organ as in freaky piano and also as in uh, liver. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Liver meat. Get into that. Liver worst. Onion. Deli mustard. Some Jewish rye. You know what I'm talking about? You can, you can toast it. You can leave it as is, man. That shit make your tongue come. <laughs> All right. It'll slow you down, though. I'll tell you that much. It's not something you eat before a whitewater rafting trip. If you get what I'm putting down. Liver and onions and mustard. Yeah. Liver and onions and mustard. This is silly. I love it. <laughs> Jewish yeah. Rye, yeah. 
Shout out to Adam Wirtz and Carlos Schroeder. Hell yeah. You got to get it from a good sandwich shop or a deli, though, all right? You never want to, like, buy it at a place you know doesn't sell it that often. Just sitting on the bottom of a refrigerator, congealing and shit. You don't want that. You want that real shit. That juicy shit. You squishy shit. Yeah, it's squishy. It's Not yellow, not honey, not black stone, but deli, it's deli mustard, yeah. Jewish rye, better than Russian rye, Russian rye, attacks you in your sleep. Jewish rye, responsible with money. Maybe I'll put that in my body's exhibit rider. Must start selling liverwurst sandwiches in the cafe. Yeah. Alright. Well, I hope y'all are having a wonderful day. I hope it's nice out wherever your mama put you at. You know what I'm saying? And I hope you got the gun to try a liverwurst sandwich. You know the ingredients. This liver worst and onion. Red's fine. White's better. That's onions. Shalom, motherfucker. <laughs> Love it. Liver and onions, baby. Do yourself a favor. Get out to your local deli and pick up a fucking slice. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.